0: Welcome to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. And now, here's T.J. Walker.
1: Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you here on 1450, the Sports Buzz. Trevor, it's going to be more of the same today. We're going to talk a lot about Louisville again. You, You still, can you manage that?
0: Normally, I'd be happy when you come on the air and say, guess what, Trevor, we're going to talk a lot about Louisville today. Normally, I'd be thrilled about that. In this case, I'm not as thrilled as I should be.
1: You're not? uh, Because you know what the conversation's going (laughs) to be. I know
0: exactly where the conversation's going, exactly.
1: (laughs) I'm glad I do have a, I'm lucky enough to have a platform. If I didn't have this radio show, I'd probably be getting in Twitter fight after Twitter fight. (laughs) And that's not healthy for anybody. It's much better to be able to have a radio show where I can talk about this sort of thing.
0: Why why do you allow the Twitter universe to get you riled up and
1: get in Twitter fight? Because these these are people's opinions, and generally they're just wrong. They're not right, and I want. I almost feel like it's my job to be on this earth to tell people when they're right and wrong.
0: You have numerous jobs listed on your resume: recruiting analyst, talk show host, wonder, owner of father to a dog, uh, supporter of Charlie, uh, boyfriend to Hannah. But Twitter corrector does not need to be on that list.
1: No, I, I just feel like it's my job, dude. I want to inform people. I want to talk to people about stuff, and. The only reason I really plan on talking more about all today, besides maybe mentioning this and that, is because it's just more of the same between both fan bases, but specifically Louisville's. I understand if you're a Louisville fan that you're nervous, you're scared, you don't like that this is happening at your university. You could have never imagined this happening, so it must not be true. But the fact of the matter is, some of this is true. Own up scary, to there's, it.
0: There's worse things I could have imagined that could happen to the university than this, personally, but that's just me.
1: Well, you're <laughs> – I, I,
0: yeah, oh, no, that's weird. My mind my mind works in the ways that no other person, <laughs> human being should.
1: But the fact of the matter is it did happen to Louisville, and if you think Louisville is completely innocent throughout this whole thing – I've, I could say nice words, Trevor, but you're stupid. <laughs> you're stupid. And there's just other talk radio hosts. There's other bloggers. There's other people that have a platform, whether it be Twitter or any of the other things that I mentioned, that continue to just say, well, we don't know if any of this is true. We need to wait till the facts come out. We need to uh, we need to trust in Rick Pitino. He would never have let this happen at our university. Well, that's okay. stupid to say that, though. Well, um... eh. And no, It's
0: not because in today's it age, is it is. Well, no, it's not stupid to say sit back and let things, things work itself out because in today's society with 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 the way social media is and and over the last 10 years. I mean, how often do we see someone be accused of something and people just automatically go right after guilty because he's being accused of it and it's automatically the, he's he must be guilty because he's, he's been accused of the saying it turned out that person may be innocent in the
1: long run. I know that you should wait, wait, well, you should sit back and let the facts come out, but you're naive to think that some of these facts aren't going to be true about Louisville. Uh-huh. You're naive to think that this is completely and 100% fabricated. And what world would somebody be driven to write a book, have a Pulitzer Prize winning author help her with that book, and none of it is true?
0: Money. What, what about the guy that did the million pe- pe- little pieces for the. Uh- Oprah book, none of that was true, and he made, he made it made him go out and do it and lie, lie in print just to make millions of dollars.
1: Well, you know, I, I, I don't know the details of that book. I do remember that story. I remember when I first heard about it. I, but there's do you, no think this po-
0: you think this Pulitzer Prize, what, the book? Yeah, that million, because I was like, no way a guy did as many drugs as he described and remembered all the
1: details he did. Oh, you are a real hound dog, Trevor. <laughs> that I am.
0: But I you're, mean, I, I, you're I, a watchdog I
1: mean, of journalism, it, but it's
0: obvious you can't deny completely that it's all untrue because for, for what it's worth, I mean, she does have clearly she had acquaintances with Andre McGee. Clearly that her and some of her associates, whether it be family members or not, had acquaintances with Louisville players and had been to the minority hall. I mean, that's that's prove it. I mean, whether she's lied or exaggerated about lots of things, at least we know that's true. So. And in some way, you can't just completely say everything she's written is, is completely untrue because we do know that at least there's a groundwork to, to some of her allegations.
1: Explain, explain that further. What do you mean?
0: Well, I mean, she's claiming that obviously that Louisville, Louisville was aware of, the, of what she – of taking money for, for prostitution and for sexual acts and that she was pimping out her family for, for, to, to Louisville for money and to help them get recruits. That all could be untrue, but we do know at least that she did know Andre McGee. So we do know she had a a connection with the program in some way, or at least someone who was involved in the program. And we do know, at least by the pictures, that her family members or at least some of her friends had been around or with Louisville players. Now, to the extent of what she's describing, we can't define that as being true because those pictures don't say that, but at least tells us that she did know them and had been around them at some point.
1: And Jeff Greer, the Courier-Journal, who covers Louisville basketball, it has done a great job with this story. Met yesterday, drove up to Indianapolis and met with Dick Cady, the co-author, the Pulitzer Prize winner. And did you read that story, Trevor? I had not yet read that story. Please define that story
0: to me. Describe it to me.
1: You should read it. Every Louisville fan or Kentucky fan, if you're interested in this case, or IU fan, if you're interested in this case, should read it, because it really is the first time that Dick Cady has had a platform to talk, and Jeff Jeff Greer did a good job. I I, I wish he would have asked some follow-up questions, but easier said than done when you can sit back and see everything that was said and followed up when you're in the moment. It's much tougher to do that as a journalist, as I know, but... uh, Basically talks to him about why he thinks this is true, why he goes on to uh, help Miss Powell with her story. And Dick Cady, without a doubt, thinks that it's true. He thought it was a hell of a story. He wanted to be a part of it. Usually he he didn't, at first, he didn't want to. He thought it was going to be too much work. He didn't think that there was going to be enough evidence. Uh, He didn't know why this lady came to her. But he kind of read the details of it. He got to know the story and wanted to be a part of it, so he, he took it on. Uh, now, Louisville fans are poking at this, saying that this proves that he's crazy. This proves that he doesn't know what he's talking about. The one quote that they're really Louisville fans or uh, the, the blind supporters Trevor are really going after is one of his last ones. At least one of the last ones in the story. I don't know if it was one of the last ones in the Q&A, which I'm on right now. Uh, so... Let's see. I, I want to make sure I get the get the quote right. Uh, but here's the quote. You think it, that would be, well, the question was a, a sequence of questions, and this was just a second part. So you expect someone to take a shot at you guys, perhaps a lawsuit, something like that. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm hoping that there will be a thorough independent investigation, because I know if there is, the book will be vindicated. That would be good for you, you mean. Asked Jeff Greer. It'd be good for the book. It'd be good for Katina Powell. It'd be good for the University of Louisville. And what he means by that is an independent investigation, something separate from the book. The book lays out some of the the details to them. It lays out some of the facts. It should basically be a Pandora's box. Let somebody else come in, have the book as a background example and look at it for themselves. So he says it'd be good for the University of Louisville. You think it'd be good for L?" Jeff Greer asks, which I can imagine he asked in surprise, why would that be good for you both? Katie says, absolutely. Let's put it in this context. What if it's all true? What if it's all true? Then how the hell could it happen? What, how the hell could that happen? What if it's half true? How the hell could that happen? What if it's one quarter true? How in the hell could it happen? 10%? It shouldn't be going on. So Lula fans are jumping on that quote, Trevor, and saying, well, now he's backing off his statement saying that he doesn't know if it's 10% true or all the way true.
0: I don't think that's what he meant in his statement, by the that's way.
1: That's not what he meant in his statement. Yeah. And, and Jeff Greer used that in the story. And when you see it like this and you read it in, in the correct content, like I just did, it does make more sense. But I understand what Katie's saying by himself there. He's saying, even if in this scenario, if we were wrong or some of the facts don't line up, the ones, that are due, the ones that do line up shouldn't be happening at any university, especially a big one like the University of Louisville, and they should know that, and they should be on top of that, and they should try to do whatever they can to make sure it doesn't happen again. I understand what he's saying, and he's exactly right. Even if just a few of these facts in this book turn out to be true, that's still troublesome for Louisville, not only as an athletic program, but as a university that you allowed some of this to, to happen. I don't think this is him backing off his statement earlier in the – again, I'm looking at the Q&A, and I actually read the story. I haven't read the entire Q&A yet. I've read bits and pieces. So I don't know where the exact quotes are, whereas in the story I know where they are, and I don't have that pulled up right now. But uh, he says that he believes it. He says that if he had six more months, Trevor, he could have put uh, – what was it? A – it was something – it was a –
0: why did he wait six more months then?
1: He said he said I think if we I think we would have connected a bunch of dots if we had another six months and made a chain that would wrap around someone's neck was his quote. <laughs> well,
2: well, now
1: that's not, that's why, why that's the other thing. Then? Okay. Yeah. That's what that's another thing that Louisville fans are asking. Why not wait another six months? I can't speak for Katie. I can't obviously speak for Miss Powell. I wouldn't want to. She is a criminal. We're gonna talk more about that too. Oh yeah, she's in trouble. But I, I can't speak for them. My guess is that once IU touched base with Louisville and Louisville was able to figure out what was going on, and then I, I imagine some people went to Louisville, I don't know if it was Andre McGee, I don't know who it, would have, who it could have been, maybe it was Antonio Blankney, maybe it was the NCAA, whoever it may have been. Louisville at that point was well aware of what they were trying to do. They were well aware that there was a story came out about, coming out about them and it was going to be bad. So my only guess, and this is just that, a guess, is that they felt the need to get that story out there as soon as possible just so Louisville couldn't try to do some damage control, tell people that the story was false, that try to get people not to talk to her, whatever it may have been. So I bet they felt rushed to get it out there. Now, whether or not that's right or wrong, well, if she's, you got, be, if she's got she's
0: got proof, and it's irrelevant whether they get out and say it's and, and, and deny it publicly. I mean, if there's proof in that uh, to the allegations, then then what Louisville says is, is a moot
1: point. Well, maybe they thought Louisville could impact the story if they had more time to to do that.
0: What is he accusing and, and, Louisville of? Media corruption. Well,
1: would you ever accuse U of of media corruption?
0: No, I, I mean, they, you can make allegations, but I think it's usually mostly fa- opposite rival fans of whatever team is being accused of, media base is being accused of it is basically all that it is. I don't think there is complete media corruption. I think that's
1: ridiculous. But maybe they had to prove a few more things. Maybe they wa- they knew somebody was on the verge of talking, and that's what he's talking about, that if they had six more months and they could have gotten people to talk, it would have been fine. But they didn't have those six months because Louisville started contacting people, telling everybody to be quiet, let them investigate this and let the truth come out. I I get why he says he didn't have six more months. I understand it.
0: I guess. I I think that just seems like, I don't know. It's It's unfortunate.
1: It's unfortunate. You wish that, okay, let them get everything they have and throw it out there once instead of what they did do. Take everything Throw it out there and then say, "Well, you know, we could have done more too, but we ran out of time." I understand why that's annoying and why that looks bad. It it probably it does look bad, but there still is already so much there, and that's what we talked about yesterday. Now, here's another piece that I found last night. I texted you, Trevor, although I didn't really give you the context of my text. I never texted you back. I,
0: I, I kind of assumed maybe that was wasn't meant for me. Maybe at one point I was like, "Okay, well, that was kind of random."
1: <laughs> so when I was going through some of my very brief and short notes on the book when they're visiting, when Montrez Harrell is visiting and they talk about that. And she talks about two important visitors coming to visit that weekend. And it was a guy named Montrez from North Carolina and a guy named Jordan from Dallas or Dallas and and, and from Texas.
0: Yeah.
1: It made me think, who could that have been Jordan from Texas? Louisville hasn't had any players named Jordan. I don't know if they've had any players from Texas lately. Who could that possibly have been? So I did some research of my own, because I must have missed this when I was reading the book and, and didn't or didn't think twice about it because I saw the name Montrez and this or that. Well, it turns out it was Jordan Mickey. So, okay, well, if they're visiting the same weekend, that should be pretty easy to find out. So I go to Rivals, type in Jordan Mickey's recruitment, find out when he visits Louisville. It's the exact same weekend as Montrez Harold, Trevor. Uh This is just another, and I'm not trying to say, well, if she's right about that, then she's spot on. Now, I did see another comment about this on a website that she also mentions that Jordan Mickey's brother plays in the NFL. And at the time, he didn't play in the NFL. So she's wrong about that. Maybe she meant that he maybe she went back and said that he is going to play in the NFL or now he's in the NFL. She could have been confused about that and that's a that's a whole other story about how Louisville fans keep clinging on to these little inaccuracies instead of the big pictures they want the little inaccuracies to build up where you can say oh well if, if she's wrong about these little details she's obviously wrong about these big ones which it doesn't work that way no just it's just nitpicking grass picking straws it, it, it's and i i understand i understand where you would say well she should she should have spent more time knowing the facts about this or okay, if she wants to be wrong about whether or not a guy was in the NFL or when a player was in the, in the NFL, okay, she could be wrong about that. But is she wrong about players having sex with prostitutes? That's the big one. Can you prove that? You okay. Can, that, you, that, but can you prove that it happened? I mean, you can well, you can't, well, prove and it that's, didn't happen. And that's, what, it. and that's what we're going to figure out. But those are the bigger ones. I think Louisville fans need to worry much, uh, put their attention in the bigger issues here, not the little inaccuracies, the few that there are in this story. But – I mean, just the fact that she, in her diary, wrote that a guy named Jordan from Dallas was visiting along with Montrezl Harrell, and that turns out to be true. And Jordan Mickey didn't go to Louisville, ends up going to LSU. Now he's with the Boston Celtics. I'm sure he's been contacted by the NCAA. But that's just another thing where, okay, it looks like she knows what she's talking about. And how does she know what she's talking about? Obviously, Andre McGee. Rick Pitino went on with ESPN Louisville Radio today and and had an interview saying it wasn't the best interview I've ever heard, Trevor. There, he, you have Rick Pitino, Hall of Fame head coach, who is in, a, 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 at least in some sense, part of a major scandal. And you don't ask him any tough questions. You don't ask him about his job security. You don't ask him about if he's thought about stepping down. Could that be a possibility? None of those questions were asked. Do you think Patino wrote the questions for the interview? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. It, it probably wouldn't have mattered if he did or didn't, to be honest. But Patino did a good job of touching on some of these things on his own, despite not being asked about them. He said that he's going to wait till the facts come out. If anything, if it turns out that Louisville did anything in the wrong, they're going to own up to it. Which, okay, he said that that several times today. So if that's the case, Trevor, we need to remember that, that if Louisville did anything wrong, that Rick Pitino said the university is going to own up to it. So we'll we'll wait and see about that. And he didn't say that they didn't do anything wrong. He said he wasn't sure. He didn't know any of the facts. Now, he did mention several times that the one person that does know the facts isn't talking, and obviously that is Andre McGee.
0: Which, from a legal standpoint, is the smartest thing for him to do.
1: It is, it is, because now he's going to have, it's not just the NCAA, it's not just his professional, or it's his coaching career, not his professional coaching career, but his collegiate coaching career, it's, it's not just that's in jeopardy now, now he could serve some time, and again, we're going to talk more about that, excuse me, in the second segment, another thing from this Q&A with Katie from Jeff Greer on the Courier-Journal from yesterday and this was the I, I think the one thing that stood out to me more than anything in the Q&A Trevor is that he asked Jeff Greer asked him about the phone records and are they have they been verified? And Katie said they had been and they had they had gotten a professional uh, I don't know the the correct word for the phone company? The the I uh, I don't know if it'd be the phone company. Uh, here's here's the exact Quotes. With the screenshots, did you take any part in that or was that all the investigator take any part? What do you mean? Meaning verifying any of the text messages or social media messages. We got that from an investigator and they confirmed that it was Andre Migi's phone number. Oh, yeah. I would think that they came up with hundreds. Katie was flipping through a score and score of pages of documents he said were phone records as his voice trailed off. Those are all text messages there? Well, no. There were more than text messages. There's a lot of phone calls, and they have show and time and date and two and how long the duration of the phone call was is what he meant. And They don't necessarily show the content, but that's not all of them. So he said that he has gotten confirmation on the text messages that it was Andre McGee's number from a investigator that specializes in that sort of thing.
0: you have to go to school for that?
1: That's a good question. I don't know.
0: Is there a Uh, class that specializes in phone surveillance?
1: They did meet with the L investigator, Chuck Smart, who they did not share those records with. He also would not share the records with Jeff Greer. When asked if he could publish those records, he said no. That doesn't really surprise me because they're trying to sell a book, Trevor. You're not going to let somebody publish those records for free and you not see a dime of it. But... That's what would worry me the most is that they have confirmed, at least this is according to Katie, that they have confirmed that that was on your Miggy's phone number, that those were his text messages, and at least that part checks out. And to some extent, that's all the insimile needs to get Louisville in trouble. Now, I'm not talking taking down a banner, but maybe a postseason ban, maybe a loss of scholarships, certainly probation, which isn't even a real thing, but it's a word people like to use, like to throw around anyways. But that alone in itself is enough for the NCAA to have a case against Louisville and to get the Cardinal athletic program in trouble.
0: What, so it's, so with, the, with the phone, with the records of, of McGee calling her?
1: No, the text messages and the calling, but more so the text messages, the content of the text messages have been confirmed, that they were texting back and forth about tickets, exchange of tickets for them for their services, Trevor. But doesn't mean There's, it actually
0: happened. I mean, he could say one thing and not do it and, and do another and not and not actually go through with it just because he uh, well, I mean,
1: I may, could, may, I you know, you know, you, you know, I'm going to you know,
0: go do something may, doesn't mean I'm going to do it.
1: Maybe in the court of law, but there you have text messages before and after these parties have happened. You have text messages from weeks later talking about what went on last time. Yes, maybe in a court of law, you'd actually need proof of it happening. You can certainly trace the dots here. You, you can you can see the outline of what looks like it's happening. Maybe in a court of law, you can't prove it, but the NCAA doesn't have to do that. They uh, can just associate and say, you know what? The writing's on the wall. We know it happened.
0: I think they would have to show more proof than just the assumption of, of all of what appears. that obviously the- He's
1: the- saying it's happening in the text messages. He's saying that he's going to pay him.
0: But that doesn't mean he actually did it. Come on. I'm just. I'm, I'm not. I'm Come not, on. And I'm not nitpicking like a. Oh, they, they called him a four-year McGee, a four-year starter. Nitpicking. This is just basically. I mean, you just because you text something, I could text you that I'm going to go steal a car tomorrow. Doesn't mean I'm going to do it.
1: That's fine. But what if I text you and say, "Hey, did you steal that car?" And you say, "Yeah, I did." I could be lying. You could be lying. But do you think this would go on forever and it'd be lying? Maybe. Come on, Trevor. Uh, I, get to, you, I get what to, saying, I get. To what you're saying. I get what you're saying, girl. Yeah. But when the girl say, "Hey, you never paid me last time. This didn't happen. Why didn't she say that?"
0: Maybe he did, maybe he did pay her, but not with the way he.
1: See, <laughs> Trevor, quit, quit. You're making yourself look silly. I understand what you're saying. That you can text one thing, it doesn't necessarily mean it's true. And in a court of law, you probably do need to prove that these text messages not only were real, because I think they've already done that, but what was being said in the text messages actually happened. Again, the NCAA doesn't have to prove that. They don't have to prove that. They can come down with any ruling they want on the University of Louisville, and Louisville either has to accept it or they can get the hell out of the NCAA, and we know that they're not going to do uh, the latter there. We're going to head to a commercial break. We'll talk more about this. If you have any, uh, if there's anything you want to say, you can call in 502-384-1450, the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line. You can tweet into me, at T. Walker Rivals. We'll be right back here on 1450 The Sports Bus.
0: The Sports Talker
2: He's got emotional problems, man
0: You mean, beyond pessimism? With T.J. Walker
2: He's
1: fragile, He's very fragile
0: Huh? I did not know that Presented by Alan Electric
1: Now,
2: here's a little story I got to tell About three bad brothers you know so well It started way back in history Without Rob Sear and me My team
1: We're back here, 1450, the Sports Buzz. Let's talk about some U.K. news before we go back to some of the Louisville news. Trevor, U.K. guard Dominic Hawkins has a broken hand that will require surgery. Being told he will be out four weeks. Should be back for the season, correct, though? That's the plan, is that he should be back by the season. And Michael K. will undergo surgery to repair a torn labrum in his right right shoulder that will cost him the season which is sad news for the former Kentucky national champ Especially coming But the off, he did, Hockey... did he just sign a
0: contract extension this offseason too?
1: I believe he did Ooh. and I uh, supposedly had really taken some steps forward in the program where he was going to be able to Yeah, he was really make better. a difference.
0: He, he played well last year or better last yeah. year.
1: I think. Yeah, he he probably in the in the grand scheme of things is a number two pick in the draft. You probably would want more of, but he was certainly looking well worth a lottery pick and, and growing into his role as an NBA player. Don't
0: don't, don't hate on Gil because the Bobcats probably stretched to take him at two. I, he was a top five pick probably. I mean, was, you got to do a comparison to the rest of the draft, but I think he was a little stretch. Take him at two. And that's an unfair comparison to label him as underachieving because a team took him probably four or five spots
1: earlier. Than he maybe should have gone. Hey, he's doing better than Anthony Bennett. He was he went number one. <laughs> well,
0: so. I will agree to that. There's not, no denying that, at least.
1: Michael K. Gilchrist, I don't know if, in terms of UK media, if there's been a player that collectively has been loved, isn't the right word, but uh, has been invested in, maybe, just because the first time you talked to him, interviewed him, he was so terrible and just so – and it wasn't his fault. He was just shy. Nervous and really changed, really grew as a person, and came out of his shell by the end of the year. And then now, when he does interviews, it's not all that. It's not an issue. So uh, that's good for him. Good for him. And you, you, <laughs> you wish him the best. But Dominic Hawkins is more of the when it comes to UK uh, basketball. Obviously, Michael K. gilchrist is gone, so that's one that will will stand out more. Broken hand, Trevor, I've broken my hand twice, and four weeks seems optimistic, especially when you're, well, I, and here's the thing, I didn't get surgery, so maybe if you get surgery, it's more likely to heal faster. When I when you don't get surgery, it heals naturally, obviously, and I didn't get surgery either time, and four weeks seems optimistic.
0: Uh, I mean, it depends. I, I don't know. I'm I'm obviously, aside from watching episodes of Wiki Hauser, I don't have a medical degree, so... But I would assume, I mean, yeah, I, a that they, they probably the technology, in terms of the uh, things that can go helping Dominic Hawkins improve and get better, is going to be probably better offered by UK than than the Walker Insurance Company. Uh, that and <laughs> I mean, four weeks. So let's be honest. How often do when a player gets injured in any way? When they say it's almost like when it's almost like describing a player's height in a college basketball guide. If it says if they say it's going to be four weeks, it's probably going to be six weeks. And they say he's 5'11", he's probably 5'9".
1: Yeah. So, here's John Calipari's statement on that. I said a special prayer for Dom this morning at Mass. I can tell you I've never coached a more pure person with a kind heart. I'm yet, I'm yet to meet a person who has anything but something positive to say about him. BBM, keeping your prayers. He will be back in four weeks. He also said, I feel really bad to have to report this because Dom was playing so well. He was so much more confident, so much more skilled. There was no doubt he was in the rotation, and now he's just got to get back and stay in shape. We're looking forward to getting him back in November. Now, that's the good news is when you break your hand, and I can tell you, although I didn't do a good job of it, you can still stay in shape. You can still go run. You can still be active. Uh, it just hurts like hell to to move your hand. A uh, little interesting fact, Trevor, when you break your hand, something that you forget about is – it makes it incredibly hard to go to the bathroom.
0: Well, especially well, if you're right-handed, you break your right hand, yeah. I mean, if yeah. you break your left hand, I can see it being not as hard, but yet still a little difficult.
1: Yeah. That's something they don't, they don't tell you when you're <laughs> they, going they, there they Again, the x that, that
0: wasn't in the pamphlet? They handed you life, put life it, with one hand?
1: wasn't in the pamphlet. But I do find it interesting that he was saying he was in the rotation. You don't know if this is – Hey, Dominique, we're sorry to hear about your hand, but we want you to know that you were in the rotation. If maybe John Calipari just said that for him to be able to see it, or if he was legitimately in the rotation. Uh, I'm going to go with I, the, I would, he said it for just this for him to see it type thing. So you're going with the former, not the latter. Exactly. I, I maybe here in November, Trevor, he's in the rotation. <laughs> he is obviously much more experienced than Jamal Murray and Isaiah Briscoe and even Tyler Ulysses. But I just have a hard time thinking about March and Dominic Hawkins getting significant minutes. Now, early on in the season, maybe he does. He's a good player. I really believe that. I think he would start at a lot of Power 5 schools. we got to remember, Cal may,
0: may be loyal to him, so he may put him in. I mean, if he's willing to put a- Andrew Harrison in over Ulyss in a clutch moment for loyalty, then <laughs> and, and I, I wouldn't question anything Kyle would do in the long run.
1: That's a good one. That's a good one. I, w- I went somewhere to watch some of the Green Bay game on – Sunday and was sitting there and the game was actually for some reason a lot of people had this throughout Louisville the game was blacked out. So we were sitting there trying to figure out what to do could somebody get it on their phone one of my buddies was able to get it on his NFL Sunday ticket app. And then we met a guy who had an iPad just he was chilling around with an iPad at a bar. He said, hey, if Good you all give me your – uh, I, I don't know. But he said, hey, if you guys give me your login information, we'll play it on my iPad, just us three. And he said, I'll buy you all some pictures, too. So, okay, you had us at pictures. <laughs> so we, we get to talking, and he's a Wisconsin fan. And he doesn't – I guess he didn't know that I well, – he obviously didn't know anything about us. But he says, yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a Badgers fan, but I uh, – why are you making him sound I, like he's from Eastern Kentucky? I I I, uh, <laughs> I hate Kentucky. <laughs> we were like, oh, well, we we actually both graduated from UK, and I didn't tell him that I did a radio show or anything like that. Uh, but he was talking. He, he said, I can't believe he said those things and threw those twins under the bus. I just I thought that was kind of a a mean thing to do, and I said, well, yeah, you know, we got to talking about it. Uh, that is that is still. Calipari used the wrong wording. He he should have never said what he said. He used the wrong wording. Uh, I understand why he played the Harrison Twins. And now you've got other fan bases just stating Calipari's quotes and using it against him. But he had to know when he said that 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 was likely going to happen. So that's funny that you brought that up, Trevor, and that was a good one. Uh, Dominic Hawkins is, uh, again, a guy that would play a lot of places. I don't imagine him getting a ton of minutes at Kentucky, but you do wish him a speedy recovery and, Hope that uh, if he needs any advice on what to do with a broken hand, he knows where to go. Because uh, I've been through that a few times over. Uh, let's see. There's some baske- other, there's other basketball news. There's a ton of recruiting news at CatsIllustrated.com. Not to plug some of my own work, uh, but they're we are loaded with content. Big visitor this weekend, Ed Treese Adebayo. Trevor, can you spell that for me?
0: Ed E-D-T-R-E-S-E. What was the last name? Adabio. Adabio. A-D-A-B-O-U.
1: Okay, you were way off. (laughs) I was really hoping I could just say, all right, you were close on this one. It's E-D-R-I-C-E. Ed Ed Rice, basically. Ed Rice. a D E B A Y O. You were close though, Trevor. I, you are you are really some close.
0: Correct. I mean,
1: you did have some letters. Uh, I think you had an E in there and then an O in the out of bio. Uh, his nickname is Bam, though.
0: Yeah. See, you should have just asked me to spell that. His. Uh, can you spell Bam? B A M. You got it. All right. You, Thank you got you it. Gates, for teaching me all those all those times on how to spell words.
1: He will be. He will. Man, we we miss Yates here on the show. He will be visiting this weekend, which we knew he was going to come eventually. He's a five star, Trevor. If you watch some of his YouTube tapes, you will say, "How is he not the number one player in the class?" I don't think there's any anybody more physically impressive in the two thousand sixteen class. He's huge and he really does remind me of a a more skilled. Montrez Harrell but the way he plays is very similar to that style of play Uh, very strong too but so we knew he was going to visit we weren't exactly sure when I do find it strange that he's coming this weekend when there's really nothing going on there's no football game Uh, basketball team will be able to have practices but it's not big blue madness he's a week early for that what is this what was that are you talking to me did you hear that
0: that <laughs> I, I i it sounds like you're hitting your mic a little bit there but i sounds like somebody talking in the background a little bit it did sound like
1: somebody talking in the background is and charlie i don't know no, no charlie here and it was none of my links because i'm doing a better job of closing my tabs down
0: what is bam there
1: <laughs> man that was pretty strange
0: I heard something a little bit in the background but I wasn't I could it wasn't enough to like understand what it was.
1: Oh, I heard it right directly in my, my headset. Is your house haunted?
0: It could be haunted. I mean it's a very old house. Possibly someone stood up in your basement and hit their head on the ceiling and The it, quote and that I away. heard
1: was something about wanting to go see Kentucky. But I don't have anything that would have played that. <laughs>
0: Well, you'll have to figure that out here in a, in a second. But to, to, to answer, to kind of speculate of why he would choose this weekend, I would assume maybe it's a scheduling conflict in terms of this is the only weekend he had available in terms of him his schedule and maybe Kentucky's and, and meshing the two together. Or maybe he just doesn't like the, the flash. Maybe he wants to see a school without all the, the glitter being thrown at him at a 100% level. Maybe he wants to see it kind of more – and a quiet level to see what more likely is his college education and his college days are going to look like, opposed to getting there and having the you know parade for you and everything, which is going to happen only when 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 you're not yet signed, and opposed to after you've actually signed your letter of intent.
1: That's a very innocent and rainbow and flower answer.
0: <laughs> hey, I've said the word hooker and prostitute on the radio waves more times than I'd like to admit, and that's coming. I've said a lot coming from someone who of my stature. I'd like to keep it a little more ra- rainbowy as if we can go forward.
1: That is uh, you're you're right. It, we've been talking a lot about a lot of x-rated things on the radios show the last two days. Uh, but here's one thing that is going on this weekend, but there's a there's some cl- conflicting reports if Edric Sadbio will attend it. On Sunday from 7 to 9, Trevor, ESPN is going to televise UK's practice. Sunday night 7 to 9. Uh, UK will do Agility and shooting drills, some three on three and five on five. Doris Burke, Jay Williams, Seth Greenberg, and Andy Katz will all be there, reporting on UK's practice. Why? That's kind of what I said when I found out. Now, last year they did cool for Kentucky fans, but why? Last year they did this for UK's combine, which I kind of understood. It was the first first college to ever do a combine. You had a bunch of NBA scouts there. ESPN probably figured, eh, we've got nothing else going on. We might as well show it. It's interesting. It's groundbreaking in itself. But this isn't necessarily a combine, Trevor. And UK's not calling it a combine. It's just a practice. It's just a Sunday night practice. They're going to do the same things that they will do in, in, in some practices, uh, which I can't wait to get out there. They usually let the media in for one or two. It's generally always after Big Blue Madness, but hoping to get the invite this year. It's always fun to be able to watch them. Uh, but everybody will be able to watch them again this Sunday night, 7 to 9. And it's one thing to televise it, Trevor. I cannot believe how many people they're bringing. Doris Burke, Jay Williams, Seth Greenberg, and Andy Katz. It's basically like a college game day for a practice yeah,
0: It was in D- October. Did Digger Feltz had prior engagements? Is Digger Phelps? He's not on game day anymore, is he? I don't. I don't know if he is or not. Uh, Jay Billis is. is obviously. Well, obviously, but... yeah. And uh, Reese Davis still hosts, is he not? Yeah. So this is the game day B team. <laughs> this is the, the the B and C team combined. This is the this is the Tuesday night broadcast crew. It what is. The, the, or the, the Wednesday night, I guess, because Tuesday nights a little more bigger in uh, college basketball. I mean, I, so, I, I would assume maybe taking advantage of it. I mean, it's one, there's not, I guess, a whole lot in terms of scheduling of problems for a lot of the uh, the bigger wigs, uh, i.e. Doris Burke and company. So maybe take advantage of it. Kentucky obviously gets some exposure out of it. Something that they obviously love more than Katina Powell does. And, you know, going in and, and, and it, it's kind of a perfect storm of mix. Just let them come on in and, and get some quotes and get some inside information, or, or at least what they think is inside information and, you know, Cal gets, gets his name out there and, and the spotlight out there on him a little bit more in and, and a time when there's less spotlights out there. And, and the media members get to think they're getting uh, some inside source information and, and, and building some bridges to their inside stories. Not that uh, Andy Katz needs any more inside stories being kind of Cal's personal PR lapdog.
1: <laughs> it's funny that you, that you said that. Andy Katz also on Outside the Lines yesterday talking U L's scandal. Uh, also, a UK media member uh, on Outside the Lines talking UofL scandal yeah, yesterday. No
0: one, they, they don't call anybody that, that actually covers Louisville for the most part. So hey, but you know, I teach his own Outside the Lines.
1: But, um, so Adebayo could potentially visit that. Now I'm having conflicting reports because his official visit will start on Friday. UK can only play for two nights, or can only pay for him to be there for two nights on an official visit So if he was there Sunday night from 7 to 9, the U.K. wouldn't be able to pay for him to stay there. Now you could get a hotel somewhere on the way back to North Carolina. They could pay for it themselves. They could stay in Lexington, pay for it themselves. Uh, So I was told by one source that he wouldn't be a source closer to Adebayo himself that they were planning on going to the practice on Sunday night. So I guess we'll find out this weekend whether or not they're doing it. If he were to do that, that would be a pretty cool thing, I think, for a recruit to see, all these ESPN cameras. Uh, again, a, a mini-game day just for practice. That might be eye-opening to him. Uh, but maybe he does want the the rainbows and butterflies, Trevor. He doesn't want the main exposure. He wants to see UK for just a very average weekend because he's going to be a student, and he wants to see all those things.
0: Uh, if he Adam, wants to stay, I'm sure Andy Katz, he can stay with Andy Katz at night. I'm sure that the hotel offers a fold-out couch or a cot.
1: Adebayo will be a one-and-done, uh, so... I don't know. I, I figured he'd probably want to see UK at, at their best and brightest, but uh, to each their own. We're going to head to commercial break. We're going to come back. Some football news. We'll talk a little more about the EKU game. Uh, we'll also talk uh, probably a little bit more about this minor scandal in, in Louisville. So, uh, Trevor, right, I know my, you're excited. The
0: words minor and scandal put together, was that a pun or was it just uh, you being sarcastic?
1: It was being sarcastic. Okay. But uh, I'm sure you're excited to hear that that we're going to probably talk about that again later and we probably will. But stick around here at 14:50 to Sports Buzz we will be right back.
2: to ever play the blues.
0: Post game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it now. Back to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker, presented by Allen Electric.
1: We're back here, fourteen fifty. The sports buzz. A beautiful Tuesday afternoon. This weather has been lovely, Trevor. What have you done to enjoy it?
0: I rolled up my windows and turned on the AC in my new car.
1: Man, you're living the life. That's
0: how I enjoy the beautiful weather outside.
1: You're living the life. Okay, so there's plenty of football left to go this season, as we are just not even halfway through this 2015 year, but. Uh, John Solomon from CBS has crunched some numbers about attendances throughout the uh, throughout the uh, throughout the country in Kentucky with the third biggest attendance increase tied for second at 16%. Trevor, can you guess who has the biggest attendance increase and I'll give you a hint cuz you're not going to guess it. Utah. Let that be let that be hint number 1 is you're not going to guess it. Two, it's in the ACC.
0: Well, uh, you didn't hear me say Utah then. Uh, I heard you say Utah, and you're wrong. Yeah, well, clearly, they're not. The I ACC. said you weren't
1: going to guess it. Uh,
0: well, if they're in the ACC, then Duke.
1: No, not a terrible guess. Uh, it should have, been, it the, should have been increased two years ago, not just this year. Um, mm, Duke is actually down four percent this year, no, so no. actually it turned out to be a bad guess. The, the, new,
0: the newness of uh, the newness of them actually being a decent program has worn off, and they've moved on to the, to the basketball and the cross season. Yeah. Um, Miami? That's nope. A, I, no, that's, and that's a bad guess. Well, that's another said, bad guess. Well, you said I wouldn't guess it, so I, I was trying to go the complete opposite of the, uh, of the of the of the of the line and, and go with. I the will mind. say
1: this: Miami is plus eight, which surprises me because I still see that pictures of their attendances, <laughs> and it's pretty bad. But it's not Miami. I'll give you one more guess. Um,
0: Virginia Tech.
1: Ooh, close. It's Virginia. Ah. And Virginia oh, they Tech sucked
0: this year too.
1: They are plus 29% averaging 47,000 fans a game.
0: Now, is this their way of saying despite the record their support of Mike London or is this or are they just completely confused and don't understand the concept of you're supposed to boycott the games when you want your coach fired?
1: Virginia Tech down 6% by the way. Oh. Uh, but I don't know, maybe they've had a I know they've had Boise State at home, maybe their schedule has been better and that's had fans. More excited, yeah. Because the boys Who State's knows? got a large following in Virginia, I'm sure. Kentucky at 16 percent—that's second highest. Where do you think Louisville's at here, as the season uh, not the not the best start for U football? But uh, Bobby Petrino, year two. Where do you think Louisville's at percentage wise, uh, up or down, and where?
0: I would say probably maybe up a little bit, because I mean you have, well, I mean sam you've had what Sanford, Clemson, and and Houston, Houston home, and Houston wasn't. I know. I mean, it was just the bad circumstances in terms of the the timing and everything. It was a noon game, and all that. Sanford's never gonna bring a lot. Clemson brought a lot. So I am gonna say they're. I am not gonna say they're down. I am gonna say they're maybe up a small amount, but let's say no more than five percent.
1: They are down. Okay. They are down one percent. Okay. I kind of.
0: I was kind of staying in that even area because I could see. I could see Clemson that weighing maybe the lack of percentage of sales for for probably even Sanford and Houston
1: combined a little bit.
0: Sanford more than Houston, obviously.
1: A few things to say about this. I'm very curious where Kentucky would be They say that they're averaging just under 62,000 fans a game. Very curious where Kentucky would be if the fans didn't drop the ball with Missouri. Now, I'm I'm starting to give them a pass because they did sell out for EKU, Trevor. They sold out for Auburn. They sold out for Florida. They sold out for Louisiana Lafayette. I know that was a big topic of conversation you and I had. How many games would they sell out? You definitely didn't have it at four. Now, I did not have it four out of the first five. I'll tell you that. But uh, you were saying whether or not it would be one. I know Kyle Tucker, our, our friend at the Curry Journal, wrote an article saying his bold prediction was that they'd have more than one sellout, which was laughable then. You weren't too far behind on that. Well,
0: I, um, I, I, I was expecting that. Listen, I, I underestimated the, the opening game season. I, I assumed Florida would have been a sellout. And nobody, I mean, come on, EKU, how much of that percentage of that sellout was EKU fans? I guess I should have. I guess I can't. Oh, have that I'm sure. Because I I'm sure. Was, I should have assumed sure. that
1: when my when I broke it down, but sure know. plenty of them were. Yeah. I'm sure that they had a bunch of them, but you know, hopefully when you're playing Eastern Kentucky's not a good team, but hopefully you a lot of times you need some help from opposing fans to sell out stadiums. Yeah. Missouri didn't, I, I didn't bring any that. fans and that didn't help UK's attendant, but well, sometimes you do need that help. So Kentucky at 60 just under 62,000 fans plus 16 Louisville just under, or just 1%, around 51,000, uh, nearly 52,000. Luckily, Louisville is expanding their stadium, though, Trevor.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, that demand is insane. <laughs> Smart ass. Down 1%, <laughs> down 1%, and let's go on and close the bowl, baby. Woo! Uh, well, <laughs>
0: again, I mean, let's let's look at the schedules. I think that has a little bit of effect on it when you're talking about in Louisville's three games. One was a Houston Saturday noon game. The other was a division one double-A program in Sanford, and it was evened out a little bit by the, the Clemson game. The Clemson game, I'm sure attendance was fine. Uh, selling out Sanford is not really the end-all, be-all of the world. I mean, and this, the home schedule is a little lacking this year with Florida State on the road. But, you know, I mean, it, don't worry about Louisville. We'll be okay. Where's Texas ranking this, by the way, in terms of their attendance at this point in Charlie Strong's second year?
1: The home schedule hasn't been great for Louisville, but still, they, the crowd should have been better against Houston. Uh, opening game of the of the season, I'm trying to get to Texas. Just wondering. They are still averaging. They say they're averaging close to a, a, or just over eighty eight thousand fans a game, but that's down five percent. Okay. So that's not great. Uh, the biggest attendance decreases so far: UNC minus twenty four percent, Syracuse minus twenty two percent, ACC. <laughs> and, ACC. And yet
0: no one in Syracuse noticed that that's the thing. <laughs> That's what happens when you get rid of the kiss cam. By the way, Syracuse. That's what you do. Your attendance goes down twenty something percent.
1: Maryland down thirteen percent. Oregon State down thirteen percent. Washington State down thirteen percent. What's wrong with you in Washington State? You've got Mike Leach, the pirate, up there. You go support him.
0: Yeah, they got um, legal weed now. They got better things to do.
1: The biggest increases: Virginia, 29%, which that has to be some sort of typo. There has to be some sort of glitch.
0: <laughs> you think they actually hit a nine? And it's supposed to be
1: 2%. <laughs> we fix the glitch. Cal at 16%. Eh, Sonny Dykes is getting it going there. Cal, I can understand that. Minnesota, 15%. That's kind of shocking to me. Pittsburgh, 14%. That's kind of surprising to me. Kentucky at 14%, despite Trevor taking away seats at Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, so fun with numbers. What, what do you We're think gonna... the
0: percentage of Virginia's is up because of the the uh, Notre Dame game? By the way, I mean, yeah, uh, you,
1: you had Notre Dame and you did have Boise State, so I forgot about that Notre Dame game. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that plays a huge role into it. I, I'll be more curious to see these numbers at the end of the year, but it is kind of nice to see at this point who's trending which way. I, I want to see if there's any other crazy decreases. And let's not
0: underestimate William and Mary. I'm sure they brought a pretty good crowd too. I.
1: In all honesty, they probably did.
0: Yeah, I mean, aren't they in Virginia as well? They are. Yeah, so, yeah, i.e. I, the EKU
1: effect somewhat. I'm sure they, they brought a high percentage. Man, Syracuse down 22%. I know they're not any good. 22% though, and you've had LSU in town. I know LSU probably didn't bring a ton of fans because that's not an easy drive. That's likely an 18-hour drive, but still. That's their Syracuse average never they're... brings football crowds. I mean, when Louisville Laws got upset
0: by them a few years ago, they were, just, they were literally giving away tickets just to make it even look like half a sellout. And that was when Louisville was, what, a top 15 program coming into their their place at that point?
1: Maybe people just have found out how terrible and depressing the Carrier Dome is, and they don't <laughs> want to have to go there and contemplate uh, life I've and never what been it all in means. The, I've never been in, have you been in the it's Carrier terrible. Dome? terrible. Yes, I was there for the UK-West Virginia game back in 2010. I've driven through is,
0: Syracuse, but that's it. I've never actually
1: been to the Carrier Dome. It is awful it is the worst (laughs) arena i've ever been in and i've been into some terrible arenas i don't i didn't think very highly of notre dame i I like the tradition of it but it was dirty and gross but i would rather go to a game where it's zero degrees there than have to go sit in the carrier dome uh and just wonder it it was terrible it was terrible wonder how things could get that bad without them making some changes is it's it was terrible. We need to head to commercial break. We're going to come back. Plenty more to talk about here. After 5 o'clock on your Tuesday, hopefully you're off work. Join us after the break here on 1450 The Sports bus. <music>
0: You're listening to The Sports Talker with TJ Walker. This is registered. Carl Specker bench. Oh, yeah. I've felt grass like this before. I've played on this.
1: Stuff. This is a hybrid. This is across a uh, uh, bluegrass, Kentucky bluegrass, uh, featherbed bench and uh, Northern California Sensomia.
2: Presented
0: by Allen Electric.
1: The amazing stuff about this is that you can play 36 holes on it in the
0: afternoon, take it home, and just get stoned in a bejesus belt. If you
2: don't like my.
1: back here 1450 the sports buzz what a great quote trevor
0: it's always great when things can be used as two different items
1: that's how you fire up the last segment no you did it this time that's no pun intended uh, you you texted in from Yates texting in saying that, uh, fun fact, the Carrier Dome is named after an air conditioning company has no AC. Yeah, that's that's another thing about it. How does it, it not
0: have AC in an entire building, by the way?
1: Because it's just a depressing, ginormous building that nobody cares or loves about.
0: <laughs> How old is the Carrier Dome? When was it built? I, I have to Google it, I guess.
1: I can get it for you. I would guess that it's not as old as people make it out to be, uh, but it's still pretty bad. Um, Let's see. Let's see what Wikipedia uh, tells us. Wikipedia
0: tells us it was built in 1980, September 20th,
1: 1980. 1980? It's not that old. And, and No, I know it's not that old, but that's, that's even true. worse. You'd love- want that puppy to be built in 1922 where it would actually make sense with how terrible it is.
0: And if you're going to use a picture on Wikipedia to, uh, to talk about a stadium, at least use one where the place is sold out. Oh, uh, yeah, well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing's embarrassing more than showing a picture of a stadium, especially nonetheless it's a basketball game on top of it. Now, I know it's a dome. you can not they, they use half the dome, but, I mean, still, I mean, there's a ton of, there's like an entire section, of, like half of the upper level is like completely empty on this picture they they put. It
1: says Carrier Dome, the Loud House, the, in the quotations, the Loud House. In what world is it, the Loud House? I've For, never heard just, that. It's just maybe from people complaining so much.
0: <laughs> I've, I've never heard that reference it be called
1: the Loud House Is that something they, new? Or they've, they've got a tab on remodeling and updates The dome has been upgraded several times Throughout the past 25 years Most recently, the university installed LED video display system with two video boards Ooh Oh, wow when was, and, did,
0: and that update was done in 1996?
1: You don't say <laughs> <laughs> Not video boards Another Remodeling and update is, let's see, along with 58 color TVs for the back rows in the second and first level. Color TVs. Wow. Color. They're not messing around. Opposed the inflata- to the black
0: and whites they were suffering through throughout the 80s and
1: early 90s. The inflatable roof was in place in 1999. By the
0: way, $14 million seems cheap to replace an inflatable roof on a dome. Yeah, it does. It's just, it's just to me, that sounds like they, they went up there with scotch tape. And was like, all right, guys, let's, let's just put some duct tape. Give me $14 million worth of duct tape.
1: They might have a Minnesota Vikings situation. And then they got rid of the Ashville turf. No, not back in 1999, but in 2005. They were still playing on Ashville turf. Finally went to field turf. Good for Syracuse. You have the worst stadium in the power, any Power 5 conference.
0: <laughs> that, that, I will
1: stand by that. They might you, have been
0: it, the it, last school to get rid of Astro turf, by the way, in 2005.
1: And the good news is they also, it's their basketball stadium. So you got a place like Assembly Hall where IU plays, which is a rowdy atmosphere where literally pieces of the ceiling are falling and could jeopardize fans at that game. But I'd still rather go there and watch a game than go to the Carrier <laughs> Dome. I'd rather risk debris falling on my head, Trevor, than having to sit in that cold, How's the cold depressing, dark well it, it, it can be cold in the winter true. but it, you know even when it's probably hot it feels cold it just it feels like you shouldn't be there it kind of feels grimy like a gas station bathroom
0: <laughs> that's not a good way to be described describe the carrier dome for me it's like a ba- it's like a, it's like a it's like going to a flying jay off the highway into their bathroom
1: <laughs> yeah it, it's it's just like that um we got a little off topic here I, talking about the carrier dome. I I, like I dome. The,
0: "Would You Rather" game with, with the carrier dome. Like, would would you rather take a shower at at a at, a, at, a, at a, a gas station bathroom or go to the carrier dome?
1: I'd rather anything besides the carrier dome. Okay. I'm sure you could probably get me get me on something that wouldn't want I wouldn't rather do than go to the carrier dome. But it really, really was just a miserable experience, and it 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 didn't help that Kentucky lost gonna, the game fun. that I went to. But it just even before I got there, terrible experience. Uh, anyway, so let's talk a little more, let's end the show, and maybe we won't end it, but let's talk a little more about Louisville and this scandal, because uh. the, latest, the latest news, Trevor, is maybe positive for you, maybe not, that University of Louisville Police and LMPD are looking into her claims, they're looking into the book, and they're maybe going to press charges, depending on what they find. you happy to hear this?
0: Uh yeah I am actually uh I mean I mean she she literally incriminates herself in the book I mean there's nothing else nothing around her
1: <laughs> I love the music'
0: Yeah, it goes a little, a little, a little law in order there as we talk about the, I mean yeah I mean she now how much they can charge her with because and in fact uh just to throw it out there we'll have uh, the guys from going deep will be here uh, tonight from seven eight and I'm sure this, discu- this show this topic be on discussion and Let's remember that, that all three of them have law degrees from the University of Louisville Two are practicing lawyers. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, the, to having them in here from 7-8 tonight to, to actually talk about the legal aspect of some of this stuff with her. But just from my 14 years of watching SVU uh, and knowing that this story is probably going to be one of their episodes in a year or two, which is going to make me depressed. But yeah, I mean, she can be charged with obviously promotion of prostitution. Uh, human trafficking comes to mind, involving a, which is a charge that involves a minor in terms of prostitution and a minor. I mean, and especially one of underage. Now, legal consent in Kentucky is sixteen within five years. But I don't think when you're talking about prostitution, the word consent should be really used in the sentence.
1: Have you seen John Mulaney's law and order bit? <laughs>
0: no, no. <laughs> who, who?
1: John Mullaney, he's a comedian and he's no. hilarious. He's talking about law and order and just how goofy the, the show is. He, he, he talks about how anytime the police or the investigators interrogate or just at least ask some ground questions to the people, they're so busy doing their other things. So in this case, you'd have some investigators go to Andre McGee and say, Hey, do you know about this pal lady? She claims that you paid for her to have sex with basketball players for the last four years, and Andre McGee would keep coaching basketball and be like, "Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't ring any bells to me. I can't stop doing what I'm doing because I always get investigated by the police."
0: There's actually an episode that that comes exact to mind that I saw in there where the uh, the dad from uh, Wonder Years was playing a a literally a coach that was being accused of. Uh, of pedophilia and then he was yeah they, they did that exact situation you just described where they're interviewing him and he's they're just still coaching little kids like yeah, Johnny make sure you set the pick properly <laughs> I didn't touch his his him in that, in that area officer Johnny now if you're not gonna <laughs> <laughs> sprint Johnny <laughs> it's just it's
1: in S U in SVU they're always just so busy. I, I can't stop moving these beer crates to answer your questions. <laughs> Come on. I've got other stuff to do. Who cares if seven people were murdered?
0: I think, is that the same one who, who uh, I was watching at one time? Someone showed me that where he talked about Ice-T. Where he's like, the guy, you ever notice he's been on the show for about 16 years now? And no matter what, every episode, he's shocked at what he discovers in the episode. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, he, he he murdered a little kid, and Ice-T's like shocked. And it's like, dude, last week he... You had a guy that was like having like 22 sex slaves in his his basement, and you're shocked at this? I can't believe this
1: is going on. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, my
0: mind is blown. <laughs>
1: no, but yeah, I just imagine Andre McGee being too busy. Uh, no, but also, so she's going to get she's in a she's in a pickle here because she could she could say, and I bet a lot of Louisville fans would probably like this. Okay, I made a lot of this up. I wasn't selling my daughters for sex. I was looking just to make money from this book. The facts aren't all there. And there is some truth about me dancing, but I left my kids out of it. If she's trying to save face. But here's the thing, and this is, again, probably not great news for Louisville. could be, it could be, I guess, but I don't think it's great news for you, though. It's pretty much out of her hands, Trevor. At this point, you're going to get investigators from at least three different places looking into this. You're going to get police looking into this yeah L has hired mr smart to look into this is it smart or smart by the way i don't know i just say smart because i figure he's missing the a <laughs>
0: there wasn't a typo about 40 <laughs> despite our first <laughs> accusation
1: uh I, I just think somewhere you have to have a vowel. Okay. i'm not 100 percent sure but i think somewhere you have to is have that a vowel.
0: requirement that everyone i mean have you, how many names don't have vows in them
1: not many it's... not many Even so he uh, has a vow in his uh, but um <laughs> Uh, anyway, anyways, so he's gonna be investigating it. Now I'm gonna you're, look gonna, that up. you're gonna have you're gonna have the police investigating it, and I just like to think maybe uh, Chuck Chuck Smurt just one day got really mad at the letter A.
0: Yeah, A. are yeah. tired of Canadians. I, I, yeah,
1: I'm done with you, A. A. <laughs> but um, and then you're also gonna have the NCAA investigating this. So it's virtually out of Miss Powell's hand. Now maybe she could have more evidence that could come to help the case against Louisville, but it does almost seem like everything she does to hurt Louisville could come back to hurt her. And maybe she doesn't care, Trevor. She obviously doesn't seem like the best human being. She's not somebody I'd invite over to play FIFA with. <laughs> she doesn't seem, and it probably couldn't. I wouldn't be able to afford it either. But <laughs> one expensive game of FIFA. Yeah. Um, not the but she doesn't it. care. She doesn't care. So maybe she's at the point where okay, you know what? Maybe I will go to jail. But as long as my story gets out there, and I can provide some money for my kids, so be it. I'll go to jail for this. I,
0: I would hope to think. And now, granted, I don't want to give her too much credit in, the, in terms of the intelligence side of things. But I would think that. And I don't. I know the publishing company probably don't give two bleeps. But she had to have been at least going, okay, if I'm going to do this for money and that's obviously what she wants to do, she could care less about cleaning up the, the recruiting programs of, of division one basketball. I don't think that's really her end game in this, all this at all. So I would, I would, I would assume that before she went forward with all this, she had to think is the juice worth the squeeze in terms of, you know, is <laughs> no, don't, don't laugh. I'm sure. I'm sure it was all worth the squeeze, but is, is it worth it in the long run to, is the money going to outweigh the fact that I'm probably going to have to take some, some penalties and let me talk to my lawyer and see what kind of penalties I am going to endure if I come out publicly with this stuff. And I would think, I know the the, the vault, if, if, if you're talking about kids now, I don't know how much that she can say, well, I had nothing to do with my daughters doing that. You have to talk to them and they, and they admit to doing it and prostituting themselves. And then I would assume maybe it would, I don't, I think it's just a misdemeanor. I think it depends on how many times you've been busted in terms of her prostitution, whether it's a felony, for the most part it's a misdemeanor, and she's not crossing state lines, at least according to her story, which is a huge, huge thing because that makes it a federal case. But I, I would, I would hope so. Now I'm sure that the, the company was probably thinking in the back of the head, you know, she's she's setting herself up to being arrested for, you know, all you know, charge this and charge that and charge that. But you know, we don't care because we're not we're not being charged with it. We just want to make the money. I would think she maybe thought of this before, but then again. I don't know, this is the same girl who on her Facebook page apparently went to Holly Cross uh, High School in Kentucky. Holly Cross? Yeah, she can into the Holy Cross, right.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, she's, yeah, I agree with you. I do like to think that she probably knew that this was a possibility when writing this book. I like to think that Mr. Katie said, you know that you committed some illegal acts that you were confessing to virtually in this book when it gets published you like to think that conversation happened we don't know for sure also and this is in rick patino's interview earlier today that we talked about to begin the show you also have it where andre mcgee's probably going to face some legal action here Uh, obviously he's going to get in some trouble with the ncaa it probably never be able to coach in the ncaa again i think that sounds likely right trevor
0: Uh, well, I don't want to say never, but I mean, he's going to have to take some time off and, and probably start from the bottom again. And I mean, I I can't, I don't want to say he's completely blackballed out of the, out of the NCAA completely for if he's, you know, depending on what he's found guilty of in the situation in terms of legal, legal charges at all, again, comes back to mostly the minor thing. That's where he's in most trouble. If he gets acuted, there's very little, uh, effort to, to try to, to, to stop Johns from, from, from buying escorts and, and prostitutes. Most of the, the legal side of things goes harder on the escorts, no pun intended. So,
1: McGee could get in trouble here with the law, too. I, I, yeah. I think he'll probably will be blacklisted from the coaching in the NCAA. Again, I don't think anybody's going to hire him. It's not like he had some great background. He was a basketball of, dra- ba- director of basketball operations at UofL, and he completely failed at that job, and now he's a, an assistant at UMKC, which I don't think anybody's probably knocking on his door to get him to, to coach, but he, if if it turns out that he knew that these girls were underage, and he was still lining them up to have sex with his players, then he's going to go to jail.
0: Well, also, any player that supposedly was in a sexual act with said girl would also be facing a penalty. Not jail time, but a, but a fine, I'm sure, and just if anything, and what's kind of the the, the players themselves, sex, uh, you would get. Yeah, I mean, if if you if well, they did, it yeah. would turn
1: out. Did they know that these were prostitutes?
0: And that would also, if any, and the one of the worst things, is they also get the sex offender uh, tag logged on them. That's almost worse than just well, being a misdemeanor
1: fine. Well, again, if let's say in this completely hypothetical, and we don't yeah. know this happened. If if Antonio Blakeney did have sex with, like Miss Powell said, that he did. Uh, I, and he would have been under eighteen anyways, I would imagine. So it it probably would have would be a moot point in that situation. So let's do another one. But let's say a. I guess if it was a prostitute, he could still get in trouble. Is yeah, that what you're well, saying Trevor that is, that, is a, that your point?
0: A, a prostitute and underage. I mean, it, it, she, even if he's seventeen and she's she's seventeen and she's underage, it doesn't his, his age. Does, well, no, you can. Deshaun it, Stevenson was was seventeen. No, and no, got no, in no, trouble no, 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 a no, 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 no.
1: No, kids can have sex with kids, too. I, I think it's I, – I, that but you know what I mean. That didn't come out right. Yeah. That, didn't, that did not come out right. But I, I think the year – I think it's like a one a year-and-a-half age difference amongst minors. Okay. So if a 16-year-old – I think a 16-year-old can uh, sleep with a 17-year-old and there not be any issues well, there. Well, I think
0: in Kentucky I thought a 16-year-old was within five years of consent. So, But you're 20 and she's 16. It's you. You can be charged, but you have to be. You don't. You're not in trouble just for doing it.
1: You're gonna have some lawyers on the air later today. Yes, I will. Okay. That might. That this, this. all might be stuff for them. But at least at the surface, Andre McGee could get in legal trouble, and obviously, Ms. Powell will, without a doubt, get in some legal trouble if is what she's saying is true. Now, the big question is, does she even care to get in trouble? Because you would think, like you said, Trevor, she knew exactly what she was getting into when she wrote this book. And like I said, it's out of her hands. You've got three different, you're have got going to have at least three different investigators going through trying to find their own facts, trying to find some dirt to, to just to find out if what she said in the book was true, if there is some meat there. And mm-hmm. if there is, she's going to get in trouble. Andrea McGee's going to get in trouble. Louisville's going to get in trouble. And the only person probably coming out clean of this, uh, and little fans will hate to hear this, is probably Mister. Katie.
0: Well, he's—I mean, he hasn't done anything illegal other than just—no,
1: uh, he yeah, hasn't. Yeah,
0: just giving a voice somewhat to the to the person admitting to it. I mean, but again, if, if it's just if we're just talking about, and if it's first offense, it's not it's, we're not talking jail time. At least I don't think, and we'll have to confirm that later on. With
1: but, prostitution, that's got to be jail time.
0: Not well, a for the guy. No, usually it's just a fine. And for the woman, a lot of times, I mean, you can be arrested for it, but it's usually you're released on your own incogni recogniz- right away, and it's almost like being caught just walking. yeah, it's a slap on the wrist unless it's you know multiple times. it's it's not yeah, it's not like being caught with like a you know a kilo of cocaine or something. <laughs> it's not <laughs> you sure I don't know why that's something compared it to a kilo of Coke, but you know, maybe maybe it's because someone sent me that that story. I don't know if you saw the Dead spin story of the Buffalo Bills fans. Have you seen that?
1: There is so much going on with Buffalo Bills
0: fans. Someone said Renshaw, of all people, sent me this one because that was funny. It was, it's a picture of someone sitting behind some fans, and the guy in front of him has, uh, has a dollar bill with some mysterious-looking white powder spread across it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the art. I thought it was so amazing. you have a
1: Bills fan doing coke. There's another picture of a Bills fan sticking his hand down his girlfriend's pants yeah. at the game. <laughs> you have another Bills report that somebody sold a jersey for sexual acts in the back of the car. Uh, you have another one of Bills way, do fans you know getting what in a...
0: that was? What jersey number they got for that? Cuz I'm just curious.
1: <laughs> um, I, I could I'll send it to you after the show. I don't remember who it was. The Bills supposedly tweeted out that they had more jerseys. They heard that story and they tweeted out that they got a new shipment of these jerseys and you can buy them in the store and not have to to perform sexual acts to do it. They didn't go that far to say that.
0: Sometimes it's cheaper just to, you know.
1: But, um, let's see, uh, some Bills fans got in a slapping fight on purpose. They weren't trying to hurt each other. They just wanted to slap like men, I guess you could say that. And
0: the thing is, all these stories is by the same person. Same guy did all of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like to think that, too. Uh, and then there's a bunch of other funny drunken stories. So, Bills got a lot going on. We're out of time for today. He started, Thanks, to every-
0: he, did, he did coke, then he put his hand down his girlfriend's his pants, and he went and got a New Jersey in the backseat of the car and then smacked the guy for overcharging him.
1: We got one tweet in from Megan Bishop who switched over from the Petito interview to listen to our insight, so we appreciate that. We're out of time for today. We'll be back tomorrow. Hope you join us. 1450, the Sports Buzz. We'll see you then. Welcome to
2: the 502. Take the Georgia boys, show them how Kentucky do. Oakle, Priest, Classics, paint Kentucky blue. They say don't forget to 7-0, no, we're hitting two. Song call it blue, grass, song call it purple. I'm going to call it home, take a shot of Trone. Lay back in the lap and take two to the Dome. From the bill to be in my zone. zone high time sitting by the river. Got my old shotgun fishing pole in my leg.